ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. We're coming to you today from the Union Pub and Grill, where we always join you on a Monday. Welcome into The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. The phone line is open this hour. Brought to you by White Claw at 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. White Claw Hard Seltzer. It is made pure. Our text line is open this hour as well. 304 523 2275. That's 304 523 2275. We've got breaking news throughout the day. Uh, we were basically trying to figure out everything we can to tell you about Marshall's new athletic director. If you didn't find out this morning, Marshall is named a new athletic director, Christian Spears. The school's board of governors got together early this morning. So I'm sure like many of you, I hopped on to the virtual meeting to kind of get an idea of what they were going to do. They go into private session, come back, basically announce that at 10 o'clock a new athletic director would be named. I found out a little sooner than that, and here we are, Marshall naming Christian Spears. He is, at the moment, he's at Pitt right now. And that's where Marshall is getting him from. He is the deputy athletic director and chief operating officer. And he's going to transition into the Marshall job here in a couple of weeks. And hopefully we'll uh, have a, an event sooner than later to, to actually get a little more of a, uh, a one-on-one with him to, to learn more about him. But If you go down his resume and you look at what he's been able to do, what he's been able to accomplish, and you're trying to figure out from his resume, what is it about him that Marshall and President Smith see in his hiring? And in the quote in the release today, and this is really all we've gotten from uh, President Smith, he said that Christian Spears is a transformational leader who exhibits a deep respect for tradition combined with an ability to architect a vision to unleash potential. President added, I'm excited to welcome him to Marshall, serve in this pivotal role. Said that his leadership philosophy and his drive for Marshall to build on his story foundation of winning mirrors his own. So he's he looked for somebody that maybe has similar drive, similar motivation to his own, similar vision. So, okay, you hire people that you're comfortable working with that can get the task done that you want. But trying to figure out what kind of athletic director he's going to be, well, it's going to be hard only because he will now be in the leadership role. He won't be an assistant or an associate or a deputy. He's going to be the athletic director. But you look at his resume – And this stood out to me. 25 years of experience, okay. Coming from Pittsburgh, so you're getting more of a, not a small school feel. You're getting an athletic director that has worked at higher levels. He was a person that was working on revenue streams, marketing, branding, ticketing, licensing, fundraising, media relations, merchandising, game presentation, broadcast services, multimedia rights. So, okay, 
you see he's got some experience in all the areas that maybe Marshall, Marshall can use strengthening in. Yeah. And all this is anecdotal, but what's some of the complaints that you always have for me or you always voice? Marketing. Marketing is always an issue for you. Some of the other complaints I heard or you've given me. Branding. Merchandising. Ticket operations. Game presentation. I mean, we could go down the list. Here it is. This is sort of like a checklist of what herd fans sometimes have said, I don't like that. I don't like that. We need to fix that. We need to make that better. But here's what stood out to me. And, again, he's going to have an opportunity to stand out on his own without the resume. But something that was highlighted, proven track record of raising funds, forming corporate partnerships and developing and executing strategic plans. And the rest is he he raised a lot of money. Facilities, upgrading. He can bring money in. What's something that Marshall needs? Money. And so he has that ability. In his past performances, he's been able to go out and raise funds. And he's been able to do that add to what the universities he's been at. I mean, you look at some of the things that he's done. He's negotiated multimedia rights. He has worked with capital projects. He's worked on broadcasting. So he's got a history, and he's got a budget that he's going to have to grow. And now he's going to have to get into the situation that lays before him probably pretty quick once he arrives, once he takes over, and he begins his role as the athletic director of Marshall University. He's going to have to deal with, number one, Marshall Conference USA Sunbelt situation. That is probably number one for me. What will he add to the leadership of this? Because I'm sure President Smith has his idea of how this is going to play out. This is going to play out in, I'm sure, a prescribed manner. There won't be any deviation. So so the new athletic director is not going to come in and say, you know, that's not changing. So how is he going to handle that? That's going to be the big question. What will his leadership look like as Marshall begins to navigate playing in Conference USA or playing in the Sun Belt. So that's the first thing up for him. Now the second thing up for him, and if I'm, I'm using what some of you have said, I'm using your direction. I don't know if this is the, the second thing he's going to have to address, but we got a basketball game tonight, and it's between Marshall and Southern Miss, and the season hasn't been very good. Now, there are a few games left, and then there's the conference tournament. And Dan D'Antoni always points towards the tournament and says, look, we win this, we get into the NCAA tournament. It's all good. We win this, here we go. We get into the tournament. It's all good. We're getting ready. But some of you have not been exactly in love with the way this season has progressed. You've been vocal. You've been vocal to me. You've been vocal on social media. You've been vocal. I thought the herd... Offensively looked pretty good on Saturday against Charlotte. I thought the herd looked pretty good. I don't know if they can keep that up tonight. They 
basically had a quick turnaround. They got to do the makeup game here against Southern Miss, but the herd looked okay. 84 points. But that's one game. So what are you are you wanting from him? If you we're going to listen into his first speech when he speaks to Marshall Fandom, when the first time he's introduced officially, he is announced Presented the green jacket, hopefully. Maybe we'll get the green jacket. That's a tradition. So he gets the green jacket. He's up on the podium. He's looking across the way. If it's a virtual meeting, you know, he'll be looking at the Zoom. If it's you know, in person, he'll be looking at some of us. We'll be there ready to ask questions. And what's the first thing you're going to – expect out of him not to pleasantries you know grateful to have the job you know, looking forward to it introducing himself you don't want that you're looking past that now what do you want to hear from him what's the first thing that you want him to touch on that you're going to go yeah I'm on board with this guy that's what I want to hear I want to hear what text line 304-523-2275 304-523-2275. I'll help you. I'll give you some example. Are you looking for him to address how Marshall moves forward heading into the Sun Belt? Are you going to wonder if Marshall's ever going to get a baseball park? Is he going to address that? Are we going to go into that kind of level of what do you think about the baseball park? What are you going to do? That's a question right there. So, the text line again, 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. The other question I'm going to ask you today is, are you even happy with this? Because let's be honest, I don't think Hurt fans are unhappy with this, but at the same time, there's a guy that was also in contention for the job that a lot of you thought that did a pretty good job, myself included, Jeff O'Malley. So there's De- there's Jeff. What happens to Jeff now? How does he continue? What's his role going to be? I'm sure he gets to call his shot if he stays, if he goes. I don't anticipate him leaving at the same time. He gets to call his shot. So what happens with Jeff O'Malley? And are you are you a little down? Again, I don't think people are down on the hires. Just Jeff O'Malley, I think a lot of people would have been excited and on board with Jeff O'Malley being the athletic director. So, here we go. Text line 304-523-2275. I'll get your text in. We're going to talk a little bit about this basketball game coming up. That is all still to come. We're here today at the Union Pump and Grill, where every Monday it's $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots. You can get that every Monday here at the Union Pump and Grill. More coming up on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. You've cut back on everything, and you're still coming up short at the end. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. We're coming to you today from the Union Pub and Grill. Welcome back to the Monday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Every Monday here at the Union Pub and Grill, you have two choices. You have $1.50 bottles and $2 call shots. 
It's every Monday here at the Union Pub and Grill. Our text line is open this hour, 304-523-2275. That's 304-523-2275. This texter writes in and says, respectfully, I'm trying to think about the positives we can take from our last game and moving forward. Offensively, we have started to gel. Kenzie, Taylor, and Byers are playing well. I like those backdoor slams. Darius has been getting on those pick and rolls. Marco's getting his stroke down. Milodinovic is improving all around. Everyone is playing better. Our team will be playing at their most prepared and ready when they step on the floor at the conference tournament. I'm basing this on reps, conditioning, knowledge, and experience gained. It's always been understood that the team would be better at the end of the season than at the beginning. I feel there is no reason to trip about last Saturday or be too concerned about the regular season games the rest of the way out. Until the tournament, it's all teachable moments, learning and getting better. Am I right? Well, the teaching always continues. The learning always continues. So you, you are right. The learning and teaching does continue. Can you learn enough between now and the tournament? Can you teach enough between now and the tournament? Should this be the point of the season where they're applying the lessons instead of still needing to be taught the basics? I mean, there are so many questions you can ask there. Where is this team at in relation to what they should be doing and how they should be executing. Is this a team that's slow to learn, but once they learn, watch out? Or is this a team that maybe has reached its peak, maybe reached the point where this is the best we're going to get, and if they get lucky and win a few games, great. If they don't, this is where we're at. Text line is 304-523-2275-304. 5232275. Texter also added, being critical of the players and Dan at this point, I can't see much upside. I'm convinced at the end of the season, Dan, with the help of his brother Mike, will get the missing pieces and the needed addition to put next year's team on a whole nother level. Well, I hope he hits the transfer portal. That's a big question right there. Can Marshall execute going into the transfer portal? It's a part of college athletics. It is more prominent now than ever, and you're going to have to use it. It's great that you look at a future basketball recruit and think, okay, you can get four or five good years out of them. They're going to be someone that's loyal, has all that time and energy invested in the herd, always going to be a herd player, always going to be part of the herd family. And the reality is, A lot of people will have loyalty, but at the same time, these players are looking for the best opportunity. It's not necessarily an overwhelming loyalty to the university. It's the best opportunity. Now that loyalty will grow as you're loyal to your coaches. You you learn to love the university. If you fall in love with the university and you want to do your part, that all comes into it, but at the same time, you're looking for the best opportunity. So you got to start looking at that transfer portal. You can't not. I know you can't use a double negative there. I just did. You have to be able to use the, the portal and find players that are going to fit what you're trying to do. I mean, you can have some youth. You can have players that are coming through the system. You can have players that are experienced, that you, you went out and got, that can run what you're trying to do. You can have a mix. I'm not saying completely 
abandon recruiting, and I'm not saying completely buy all in in the transfer portal and only hit the transfer portal. You can have a mix, but Marshall's going to have to do these things to, to possibly keep up. It's just a reality of what we have now in college athletics. The transfer portal is not going anywhere anytime soon. Eventually, players are going to realize that not everyone is going to find success in the transfer portal. There's no guarantee. Eventually, that's going to work its way out. Players are going to realize, okay, I'm not necessarily going to find riches and rewards hitting that transfer portal. I'm not going to leave Marshall and automatically get picked up by Georgia or Alabama. You're going to find there are going to be a lot of players looking for places to go, giving up a good thing, maybe tough it out a little bit. I mean, I'm not telling players not to use the portal if there's a better opportunity for you, but at the same time, not everyone's going to find success in the portal. So it's a risk when you hit that portal. It's a risk. Why is that player in the portal? That player in the portal because things didn't work out, new coach at the university. Are there circumstances? You're going to have to find out everything. And Dan talked about that. Got to get out more. Got to be able to see these players more in person. And that's kind of been hindered as we are progressing through the pandemic, which will eventually be an endemic. It'll be with us, and we'll just have to navigate through it. But that kind of slowed the process down for for recruiting, it seems. I mean, Dan talked about that, you know, being first time you know, actually seeing some of these players in person. Text line 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. Big stories today. Marshall hires a new athletic director. We're going to find out more about him coming up on Friday. There will be a, an event on Friday. This will be coming up Friday morning. We'll be there. Hopefully you will be there as well. If not, we'll have everything from that event course right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So new press conference uh, announcement just a a little while ago. So hopefully we'll have more information on on the new athletic director as uh, we get closer to the the presser on Friday. Text line is open 304-523-2275-304-523-2275. Phone line is also open 877-420-TALK-877- 420-8255. Let us go to our phone lines this hour, brought to you by White Claw. Mick is checking in from Huntington. He is on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. What's up, Mick? Hey, Paul. Can you hear me? I can hear you clearly. All right. um, You were talking about the new athletic director, and then you segued right into Marshall basketball. Were you in any way indicating that one of his – first considerations would be the hiring of a new basketball coach or was I reading too much into it and then secondly um, how good is it for Marshall that they can't win a basketball game but they've got 12 or 15 players coming back for next season all right I'll just uh, listen to you all right all right thank you sir I'll answer those first up am I inferring anything no I'm not inferring that the athletic director is going to come in and go, you know what, this D'Antoni guy hasn't won that many games this year. He's out. I don't think that's what happens. First of all, new athletic director has got to come in, meet his staff, meet the people that 
are at the university, and he's got to make his own evaluations. He's not going to tune in to Paul Swan at 5 p.m. He should, but he's not going to right away anyway. He'll learn and say, okay, what's, what's Paul's concern today? What are the listeners' concerns today? I mean, he'll take all that in, but at the same time, I don't think a new athletic director is going to come in and go, all right, I'm the new guy. You're out. I didn't like your, I didn't like your season. You're out. He's going to talk to the coaches, evaluate what their needs are. He's going to evaluate where they fit in his plan. I don't see anything wholesale happening. I could be wrong, but at the same time, I don't see anything immediately happening. And at the same time, I think you should be concerned, though. You look at your athletic department, you look at your program, you come in, you should be concerned about everything. Like, okay, what is working? He'll come in, I'm sure, and say, okay, what's working here? What's, what do we need to work on, and what's working? What's going in the right direction? What can we, what can we make better? Coach Huff came in and just changed a lot of things, and it wasn't necessarily because the old stuff worked. He just he had his way of doing things, and I'm sure this athletic director is going to have his way of doing things. But I'm not inferring that the first order of business is to come out and go, all right, this D'Antoni guy lost 10 straight. Marshall's having a terrible season in basketball. He's got to go. Some of you might want that. I'm not inferring that. And – the other part of that question is you got a lot of players coming back, or do you? Because, again, somebody might go, look, it's not working here. It does Marshall. I'm hitting that transfer portal. I'm going to get a better opportunity. I'm going to go somewhere where there's a better chance, or I'm going to go somewhere where they're winning, or I'm going to go somewhere where I get more playing time. Nothing is a given that doesn't mean that players are going to be jumping ship, but that means is nothing is a given. 100% nothing is a given. This team could be completely different next season. Texter writes, I am not, I'm just not convinced that the Herd plays hard and aggressive defense. Look at the box score from each game. We rarely have anyone with more than three fouls. We never have a player foul out. Just check. The box score is, I think it says a lot. Okay. I got, believe it or not, with me. I got the Charlotte box score with me. And let's look at it. First thing that stands out here, how many fouls? Marshall committed 16 fouls in this game. Andrew Taylor had two. Gorin had one. Tavion had one. Chase McKee had two. Darius George had three. Toussaint had one. Marco had three. David Early had three. He had 16 fouls there. Now, you want aggressive defense, but do you want players in foul trouble? That's a question right there. Do you want players in foul trouble? you gotta, you got to balance that. Is he playing the right level of aggression? At the same time, keeping himself from getting into fouling situations. How many times did Marshall go to the line? Marshall went to the line in that Charlotte game and had 22 shots. Hit 10. 10 of 22. Charlotte, check that. Let me, re, let, me, let me look one number over. I apologize there. Marshall went to the line 
and hit 8 of 9. Hit 10 of 22 from the three-point line. I apologize for that line shift. Charlotte hit 18 of 19. 18 of 19. That's a 10-point difference right there. Plus 10 from the free throw line. Charlotte was also 9 of 20. So what do you want to see? You want to see an aggressive team that fouls smartly? But you got to be careful there. You can't be over-aggressive. Or you might start sending them to the line, and look what happened. 18 of 19. Plus 10 in that category. Marshall's 8 of 9. So Marshall got 8 points. Charlotte got 18 points from the line. That's a 10-point difference right there. More texts coming up, 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. We'll look at, you know, I got the Old Dominion box score as well. I'll, I'll look at that real quick just to, just to go down the list here. I kept that as well. Fouling. Andrew had one foul. Gorn had one. Michael Byers had two. Tucson had three. David Early had one. Old Dominion, 10 of 13 from the free throw line. Marshall, 7 of 14, by the way. Won that one, 67-63. Lost against Charlotte, 99 to 84. Text line, 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. We're taking your phone calls this hour. 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Our phone lines this hour brought to you by White Claw. Heart Seltzer. It is made pure. The text line is yours as well. 304-523-2275. We're here today at the Union Pub and Grill. Every Monday, $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots. You do that every Monday here at the Union Pub and Grill. We've got Marshall basketball coming up tonight. Hurts taking on Southern Miss. This is the makeup game. Had to be rescheduled from earlier in the season. And so the Hurts playing on a Monday. That means the Dan D'Antoni show will be on a Tuesday. That's tomorrow. So looking forward to that. And, of course, hopefully Dan's talking about a victory. Thundering Herd losing on Saturday to Charlotte, 99-84. to So what do we know about Southern Miss? Here's one thing we know about Southern Miss. They're looking for a win, just like the Herd. They're looking for a win. Southern Miss is 6-20, 1-12 in Conference USA. Marshall, on the other hand, is 10-17, 3-11 in Conference USA. The good news is Marshall leads the all-time series 16-9. That's the good news. So there's some history here. However, Southern Miss leads the series in games played at Reed Green Coliseum 8-2. So last time these two teams met was, believe it or not, February 6th of 2020. That was before the COVID shutdown. And Golden Eagles lost that one 72-68. And the last time these two teams met in Hattiesburg, Southern Miss won 101-51. to I don't think we're going to see anything like that tonight. I think we'll see something a little closer to the 72-58. But I don't know. I don't know what we're going to get tonight for the Thundering Herd. 
you know, will the trip be a little too much? Basically, you play on Saturday, you're done, get ready to go, got to play, hop on a plane, then you have to get going, play on Monday. So what are we going to see? That's a quick hop. They get a few days. you got to play again on Thursday, but you get a few days from that. And then you've got the final two games are going to be against Western Kentucky before you get into the Conference USA tournament. So schedule is okay. It's just tonight's going to be a really – I don't know what to expect, honestly. I don't want to make that as a, a pre-excuse here. I'm not pre-qualifying any loss. Let's say, yeah, they, they got on a plane. They had to run down there real quick. I think they um, – they have plenty of time to, to get ready, but still, you got a quick turnaround. You don't really get too much prep time. You're in and out. You play the game on Saturday. You get what you can in. you got to head down to Southern Miss. So that's an interesting dynamic there. I'm not, I'm not pre-qualifying anything. They lose, they lose. I'm not going to say it's that or anything like that. But I don't know what we're going to expect tonight. I mean, will Southern Miss play – Inspired? Will Southern Miss say, oh, if we're going to get one, this is it? You got to get the herd. Is Marshall going to play inspired and thinking, okay, you're going to get one, it's going to be Southern Miss? I mean, these are the two worst teams record wise in Conference USA right now. Marshall slightly better at 3 and 11. Southern Miss definitely looking for a win. What will happen tonight? And who's going to lead all scorers for the Thundering Herd? Who's going to. Who's going to lead the, the pack tonight? Is this going to be a night we're going to see someone else show up? Is this going to be a, a good night for Tavion Kenzie? I think we're getting back to normal Tavion Kenzie levels. You know, will we see Andrew Taylor go off again? And if really, you get this kind of offensive performance the way you did against Charlotte. You get that tonight, I would almost think that would be enough. Almost. One thing, though, concerns me. Still got to work on limiting that inside a little bit. You got to do a better job there. Charlotte got 50 points in the paint, and Marshall was able to manage 36, and that's a that's a nice number for the herd. But again, I don't know where you're going to be able to stop Southern Miss. This is just going to be a strategy of going out and scoring. Just go out and score more. And they couldn't do that against Charlotte because Charlotte got 18 of 19 from the free throw line. Charlotte shot 9 of 20 from the three-point line. For the game, 36 of 58. Hurd got beat for 50 points in the paint. I was happy with the turnover number, though. 17-7 as far as points off turnovers. I was happy with that number. And for the game, I was, I was pretty happy there. Rebounding. You get out-rebounded 33-20. Got to clean that up a little bit more. But at the same time, Marshall scored 84 points. You would think on a normal night, okay, Marshall scores 84 points. It's going to win. Charlotte scored 99. Charlotte doesn't do that very often. So are we going to see another back-and-forth shootout? Will Southern Miss be able to keep up with the herd? Will the herd be able to stop Southern Miss? I mean, we're not talking about a juggernaut here, but then again, I'm not saying anything bad about Charlotte, but this isn't exactly the top team in Conference USA either hanging 99 on you. So there are a lot of questions we're going to find out tonight what happens. 
Stay locked here. We'll have our pregame coming up at 7 o'clock tonight. So as soon as I'm done here, I'm going to head out of here, head over back to the station to get set up in our studios for our pregame coverage, which begins at 7 o'clock. Also, that's going to be on 93.7 The Dog. Okay, I got the text line open for you. Plenty of things you can throw at me tonight. Text line's 304-523-2275. That's 304-523-2275. What do you think about the new hire? We haven't talked enough about that. And, of course, you know, over the next few days, we're going to find out more about Marshall's new athletic director. We're going to get a sense about what he's about. And more importantly, we're going to find out what he's about come Friday. There's a presser that has been called, and I'll be in attendance on Friday. It's going to be a 10 a.m. press conference over at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. Big green room. I'll be there. We'll find out about the new athletic director. And if you missed the news today, Marshall announcing that Christian Spears, formerly of Pitt, or he'll be transferring into Marshall or transitioning him, he was named the new athletic director today at Marshall University. So we'll talk about that. What do you think about the hire? Are you happy for the hire? Are you a little sad that maybe Jeff O'Malley isn't going to be the next athletic director? All of that and more when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. Once again, the tax line is open. 304-523-2275 with the phone line as well. Brought to you by Whitehall at 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. Welcome back to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're coming to you today from the Union Pub and Grill. We do that every Monday, usually during football season. Great place to watch Monday night football. Of course, you can hang out down here every Monday and take advantage of the Monday special dollar fifty bottles and $2 call shots. We do that here at the Union every Monday. And, of course, we do the show here as well. Looking forward to being back next week as well. And, of course, after this, i got to head over to the station, got to get ready, going back in studio. we got Marshall basketball coming up, the Thundering Herd taking on Southern Miss. Look for that game tonight as well on 93.7 The Dog. Game between two teams that are needing wins desperately, Marshall 10 and 17, faring a little bit better than Southern Miss at 6 and 12. Get used to this. This is a, a primetime Sunbelt future matchup, the Herd and Southern Miss. You're going to see this matchup for years to come. Marshall leads the all-time series 16 to 9. So hopefully Marshall can get that bounce back win after losing to Charlotte 99 to 84. So we'll discuss that a little bit more coming up with our pregame, and that is... Huntington Federal Savings Bank College Basketball today. And, of course, still kind of want you to formulate where you're at right now, where you're at with the hiring of a new athletic director. And we're going to learn more about him over the next few days and weeks. We're going to find out everything we possibly can. And, of course, we're going to see what kind of leadership he's going to bring to Marshall in, over the next few weeks and months, is it going to be I'm going to get a lay of the land, sort of take it all in? You know, will it be we're going to make drastic changes? I don't anticipate that. 
And, of course, the caller earlier was asking if I was inferring that maybe a change would happen to basketball. I can't honestly say that I'm inferring that. I can't say that something would happen. I mean, you want to at least come in and meet your staff first. So that's where we're at with the new athletic director. And, of course, we've got the basketball game tonight as well, and we're all focused on that. Texter writes, hey, Paul, I'd like to see and think they are due to have a big game. Obina, Anachili Killen, and Kenzie, are they coming out tonight? Thanks, Paul, for being awesome. Holmes, I love that. I get the thumbs up emoji as well. I love that. I would hope that Obina comes out tonight. I think Tavion comes out tonight. Tavion comes out tonight. 19 points. He's still, he still got it to a degree. Obina in that last game, two points. But he had 18 minutes. 18 minutes, two points. He was one of five shooting. Missed his only three-point shot. Had two rebounds total, and they were both defensive. Had a block. 18 minutes. You hope to get more. When you look at your lineup from that game against Charlotte, and again, Marshall scored 84 points. Where did those points come from? Andrew Taylor had 21 37 minutes, 21 points. Six assists on four turnovers. Four rebounds. Tavion Kinsey, 19 points, 8 of 15 shooting. Four assists on two turnovers. 37 minutes. Then you got 12 points from Michael Byers, 26 minutes of game time. And that was pretty much your offense. David Early, 12 points, 23 minutes. Rest of the way, though, Gorn had two, Obina had two, Chase McKee had two, Darius George had eight. I got to get Darius double digits. 12 minutes, eight points, 12 minutes. I need more. I need double-digit Darius. That's what I need, double-digit Darius. I'm going to preach that until I get it. I want double-digit Darius George. Marco had six. Toussaint was out there four minutes. You got nothing out of him. Chase McKee had two points on nine minutes. And again, I expect to see more from more of these players. 21 points is great from Andrew. Tavion's looking pretty good. Michael's got 12. David Early's got 12. I mean, you got four double-digit scorers. And yet, Charlotte was able to still just come in and score almost any time they felt like it. They had six players and double-digit scoring. Clyde Trapp, the low man, and uh, Luka Vasek, both of them had 11. Those were the low scorers. Jameer Young had 21. That guy's heck of a heck of a player. Khalifa had 20. Austin Butler had 17. Those were some big games for, for Charlotte. I don't know if we're going to see that tonight out of Southern Miss. That's one thing I can say. I don't know if Southern Miss is going to win a just straight-out shootout with the Hurt, but at the same time, I didn't think Charlotte was going to drop 99 on the herd as well. I mean, Tyler Stevenson, he's a pretty good player for, for Southern Miss. Almost 15 points a contest. Isaiah Moore is at 12 points. Uh, Jerome Peter Jr. has 10. So those are your three 
your big three for Southern Miss. I mean, is Tyler Stevenson capable of dropping 21 on you? I don't know. Is Isaiah Moore capable of dropping 15 to 20 on you? I don't know. The way the herd has been defensively, I mean, Stevenson might have a better game. He might average more than 14 and a half. So if Marshall can lock down a little bit more, we'll see what happens tonight. Again, they're on the road. That's coming up tonight. We've got the game for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 and 93.7 The Dog. Also, we'll be taking your phone calls and texts as well. And we're still trying to get a grasp on what is going to happen with Marshall Athletics now that you announce a new athletic director. And the question for the rest of the week here for you is, what do you want to see Friday, 10 a.m., when the new athletic director is introduced, when Christian Spears is presented to you as the next athletic director of Marshall University, and hopefully puts the green jacket on, becomes the new athletic director, what do you want? What kind of of direction or vision do you want to hear from him? Now, of course, talk is cheap. Actions speak louder. But at the same time, what do you what do you want to hear? Or what do you think you'll hear? Maybe you're probably not going to get exactly what you want to hear because what can he absolutely say? He's going to come in and... Is he going to put specifics down, or is he going to talk about vision? Is he going to outline his his plan? Is he going to take his time, sort of get a lay of the land, figure out what he wants to do? He probably already has an idea of what he wants to do, but figure out how he's going to implement that. And I'm sure he's got a shared goal and vision with Brad D. Smith, president of Marshall University. So it's probably going to be something that at least is going to be familiar to a few people in the room. I'm sure the president isn't bringing someone in and he's going to go rogue on us and I don't think we're going to hear something like oh by the way uh, we're getting rid of this guy this guy and this guy that's not coming in that's not happening I, I want to hear about how Marshall's going to handle its transition from the Sun Belt or from Conference USA to the Sun Belt I want to hear that I want to hear an update on how that's progressing how Marshall's going to handle that how he is going to approach that that's probably the first issue. And I don't know how many specifics we can get into that because I'm sure there will be legal actions that will be taken if haven't already and are in the process and down the pipe. All right, that's going to do it for this edition. Back with you in an hour, also on 93.7 The Dog. We have got Marshall Basketball coming up, taking on Southern Miss. We'll get more of your phone calls and text in next hour. We'll also, of course, get you set for the herd and the – Southern Miss Golden Eagles. That's coming up tonight here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Huntington, W231BS Huntington, broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 at AM 930.